are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm very good. Fun quarterback conversation yesterday. We got RBs today, right? I wish we had RBs today. Yeah, we, we are talking running backs today, though. We are previewing NFL training camps, looking at some position battles. Matt, as you said, we talked about quarterbacks yesterday, running backs today. Uh, Kate will finish things up talking wide receivers and tight ends later in the week. We're ready for all, for these training camps to be fully open. As we said, that will happen by the middle of next week. Um, I'm ready for it. And the, the, I think the, the running back conversation today, Matt, is, is going to be a little bit different than yesterday's quarterback talk. Uh, these because these guys are going to play. Exactly. Exactly. Right, right. The, everybody we talk about today, uh, at least we think, is going to have a role, going to be a part of their team's offense. And in some cases, I don't know that it even matters which one we call the starter uh, versus the the one B or the backup. It, it, sometimes it may not matter. Of course, when you're talking about a, a, a starting quarterback versus a backup and and some uncertainty there, it, it matters. Um, it, it, it greatly. It matters a great deal. Running back, not so much. So I've, instead of covering every uh, single team where we're going to see multiple running backs, I've tried to group these today in, into three groups, and uh, we've got a bunch. So we're, we're going to have to roll through these. We talked about five or six teams yesterday. We've got uh, nearly half the league that we're going to try to cover today in our time. Let's get to it. Real quick, I want to tell one one little nugget here that I am advising all our listeners is I don't claim to be a hundred percent expert on which running backs in the league are good or bad in pass protection, but pay attention to as much as you possibly can from beat reporters. If you're getting news, ah, this guy's struggling in protection, especially for young backs, rookie backs that are going to we're going to discuss some of those or simply passing down backs you know if they're a little bit worried in protection that's what keeps people off the field yeah so that's one little key nugget that yeah i love this player like i'm gonna bring that up with clyde edwards Delaire. like yeah we think he can be the passing down back but he's not good in protection you know that's a problem very good point let's start there with clyde edwards Delaire. my first category is simply called who starts and these are a, a couple teams, couple situations where I don't think it's clear entering training camp which running back is actually going to start for his team and presumably, therefore, be the lead back in Kansas City. We've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a couple of average seasons. That's probably being kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they bring in Ronald Jones, uh, formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who hasn't exactly set the world on fire himself. So when you think about this uh, this this potential battle in training camp, uh, how, how do you see it playing out? Clyde Edwards-Helaire versus Rojo. Yeah, I mean, Ronald Jones is a nothing in the passing game. Um, right. Zero. And I do expect Kansas City to run the ball a little bit better and more often with a, a really good line now, less weaponry. 
But I also think we have to bring up McKinnon, too, because McKinnon... Good point. Yeah, I didn't like that signing if I owned either one of these guys. And he's third, but he's the combination of the two. You know, I mean, he can be your short yardage guy. He might be your passing down guy. And I really do think it's career crossroads for CEH. I mean, it's now or never for this guy. I think more and more I'm avoiding it, though. I know everyone wants to give me the Bills for top running back, the Chiefs top running back. But in this case, I don't think I'm paying the price that these guys are going at. That's a good point. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the running back 27 right now in our DLF Dynasty ADP. That's brand new July ADP. We talked about it a little bit last week. It is now live on the site on DynastyLeagueFootball.com. CEH RB27, 81 overall. A big gap uh, in value between he and Ronald Jones. Jones is the RB47 and 144 overall. So if you're talking about which of these players you want at cost, factoring in the ADP, I think it becomes pretty easily Ronald Jones, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, I think he'll catch five passes this year. You know, like, it doesn't excite me. The other team with a, uh, a, a running back battle on their hands or at least some uncertainty about which player is going to start week one and, and moving forward is the Seattle Seahawks. Kenneth Walker, the rookie that they drafted on day two versus Rashad Penny, who looked like one of the best running backs in football the last month of the season. Uh, of course, he is a former first-round draft pick. He was also a free agent this offseason and uh, stuck with Seattle, re-signed by Seattle, didn't get a huge payday, but they invest in the position in free agency. They invest in the position in draft. We talked yesterday about how how bad we expect this team and this offense to, to be. It doesn't really make sense that they would uh, focus so much on the running game, but that's what Seattle does. Who's going to start, Kenneth Walker or Rashad Penny? Don't you wish one of these two were in Kansas City? <laughs> you know, yes. How great would that be? Yeah. One of the other ones away and go to Kansas City and just – Go past all those guys. I don't know. I don't have good advice on this one because I was never a penny believer, but what he did late in the year was very, very impressive. I think Walker's an excellent football player and actually brings more to the table as a receiver than we saw. I just worry it's going to be Javante and Gordon last year. When the season's end, they have the same number of touches, and that's not good enough. Kenneth Walker is the RB18 in our Dynasty ADP, 45 overall. Rashad Penny, to me, a major value. RB37, mm. 109 overall. Um, again, if you're talking about at cost, factoring in their ADP and what draft pick you'll have to use to acquire them, it's not even close. I want Rashad Penny on my team over yeah. Kenneth Walker. Head-to-head, I'm with you. I, I don't have a good feeling for this. Um I mean, we've we've seen Pete Carroll be, um, uh, you know, be loyal to his his veterans. We've seen that over and over. In fact, in some ways, that hurt Rashad Penny when he was a rookie years ago. This year, it might benefit him. It might. I mean, and even in this situation, if one of them were to miss a month with injury, I don't know that you can just vault the the other guy up to RB one. You know, like the upside, even if things go right for you, the upside's not tremendous. 
Because of the team situation? Yeah, guys, I don't think they'll yeah, score many yeah. points. And they ran the fewest plays in the league last year by a wide margin. You're like, that's bad. Matt, our next category is simply called crowded backfields. This is a, a situation where we've got at least three running backs who can see some touches, are going to play a role. I want you to try to figure out which one you want in Dynasty. Let's start with the Atlanta Falcons. Corderell Patterson, he is the RB39, 116 overall. Tyler Algier, the rookie, not far behind him, RB43, 135 overall. They also signed Damian Williams, a veteran who is not being drafted in our Dynasty ADP. He's essentially free. Who you want? Algier, um, I think you know their feature back is probably playing college football right now. But I also think by about week 10 or so, Algier's steadiness, reliability, style of play will get him in the lineup and he'll be the top guy by then. But it's it's not a real fruitful situation either. Yeah, it it's not. But, I mean, there there's a, a very small gap here in dynasty value, right? Mm-hmm. RB39, RB43. Sure. But in... I mean, if you're talking about redraft, I'm I'm wrapping up my Scott Fishbowl draft, and and I've been doing so many uh, underdog drafts. I'm kind of in that redraft mindset a little bit right now. There's a huge gap in in the value and the ADP of these two guys. Good so point. if you look yeah. at if you look at Algier and think that um, ultimately he's going to be the the guy to roster this year. That's that's really something to take advantage of, not just in Dynasty, but in redraft leagues as well. I mean, Patterson was valuable last year. I just don't think he's a running back. I I, I don't know that he's uh, down the stretch. He wore down. His, I don't think he I can was handle say, it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I question if he can hold up uh, right. his age, the role he played last year, everything you mentioned there. Yeah, We're going to talk about some more crowded backfields right after this. Hey everyone, betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and all your sports information. Find all the latest developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, so much more. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Uh, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, golf, everything. Uh, Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL or wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We are talking training camp battles today. Again, a little bit of a different conversation than yesterday's when we focused on the quarterback position. We know all these guys will play, so it's less about identifying a starter, more about identifying uh, some value, some players to target in dynasty leagues, whether you are trading or drafting. 
And really, who do we expect to be the most successful this season? Matt, crowded backfield in Miami. They signed Chase Edmonds. They signed Raheem Mostert. They signed Sony Michelle. And Miles Gaskin is still hanging around from the last couple of years there. Of course, new coaching staff over there. I know we're we're both pretty excited about that coaching staff. Yeah. But are you excited about any of these running backs? Excite's a pretty strong word. I mean, I don't <laughs> think Gaskin makes a team unless he's I better totally on special agree. Yeah, unless he's better on special teams than I'm aware of. But money talks, and they gave Edmonds a lot of money. So Yeah. Uh, I, I think he might be a value at cost. I, I don't think he's a particularly good fit. You know, Mostert and Michelle are more the Shanahan Niner type back, but I, I'll follow the money here, and, and Edmonds could be on my team. Honestly, I, I kind of want all these guys on my team. Yeah. They're they're not they're not expensive. I mean, it's, it it becomes a question of uh, do you have the the roster spots to to take a chance on multiple backs from the same team? But uh, Chase Edmonds RB thirty six, Raheem Mostert RB sixty seven outside of the top two hundred in Dynasty ADP. Sony mm. Michelle one spot behind him RB sixty eight. Uh, again, at cost, give me all of those guys. And uh, we'll see what happens with that Miami backfield. If I, I had to run the ball one, well as a team, yeah. If I had to choose one, I, I am still taking Chase Edmonds. Uh, really, really played well last year in the last couple of years in Arizona. So with this new um, this new coaching staff that he's going to be a part of, I'm excited to see how it goes. Philadelphia Eagles are the next team. Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. We look at Sanders as the starter. He's also the one that's the most valuable, uh, the RB 28, 85 overall. Uh, But things seem to be trending down for him. I know both of us were uh, big believers in Miles Sanders at one point. It's kind of fading for me a little bit. Yeah, I just feel like something's missing with him. And I think the Eagles know it. And this will be his last year in Philly. I also heard an Eagles guy, beat reporter, whatever, saying he thinks by the time camp rolls around, they'll re-sign Jordan Howard. Yuck. You know, that makes things Mm, even nastier. I don't think Boston Scott's much of a threat. But I kind of like Gainwell at cost. I do too. Yeah. I I don't think he's just a James White McKissick guy. I, I think he can get 10 carries a game too. I'm not saying he's Eckler or McCaffrey or Kamara, but... I think he's more like them than he is just Naheem Hines, you know? Yeah, if you've you've got one of those productive struggle teams that might be ready to compete this year, if you're doing the zero RB thing in in a redraft league this year, I think Gainwell is a great target. In our Dynasty ADP, he's the RB48, 146 overall. Let's uh, stay in the NFC East, Matt, and talk about the Washington Commanders. Kind of kind of a similar situation in that they've got that top guy that we thought was going to be really good. Hasn't been really good yet. That's Antonio Gibson. He's the RB19. Still a fourth rounder in Dynasty ADP, 46 overall. J.D. McKissick still there. Uh, and they draft Brian Robinson as well. Uh, we've talked about this team and this backfield quite a bit this off season it's it's been a hot topic uh in all around the dynasty landscape but especially on our show how do you see it breaking down 
Yeah, I kind of hate it, and I was really invested in Gibson, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, I think he might be closer to Cordero Patterson than he is McCaffrey, you know, in that don't try, try quite trust him in protection, doesn't always hit the right holes, doesn't set up his blocks. He's a wide receiver playing running back, and I thought he'd be, adapt better. I bet Robinson's going to be a reliable guy for them during his rookie contract, and I'm wouldn't mind Gibson getting another start somewhere else, but I think he's going to be a, a story of what could have been when it's all said and done. I'm not quite giving up on Gibson yet, but I do love Brian Robinson, especially at his ADP. He's like a late second, early third rounder in rookie drafts, and yeah. he's the RB 49 in our startup dynasty ADP. Uh, I also drafted him in, uh, in, in my SFB league. So I've got some uh, I've got some short term hopes for Brian Robinson as well. Quality uh, really player. nice value there. Yep. Yeah, McKissick is as well. We we know what we're getting with JD McKissick. Uh, you know, put him in that flex spot. Put him in your RB three spot. Uh, he's going to catch a ton of balls this Elite year in the as, he, as he always does. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. One more crowded backfield to cover. I saved the the best one for last here, Matt. The Houston Texans. Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, and the rookie Damian Pierce. This one's easy from a dynasty standpoint, right? We want Pierce. For sure. He's the RB38, 110 overall, so pretty pretty good value still. So let's talk short term. Who's going to start and who's going to see the bulk of the work this season for this Texans team? One of the veterans or can the rookie Pierce sneak in there and steal the job? I assume it's going to be Pierce. I mean, I would think through the preseason, he just stands out as the best ball carrier because these guys in front of him are not good at all. And I do think the O-line's a little better. Um, one of my worries that you didn't mention is this is New England of the South. Are they just going to always have a mm. committee in Houston forever and ever? I hope not. That's a good point. Good point. Um, I mean, I, I guess I would say I hope not too because the, those – uh, those committee backfields are always frustrating, but I mean, with players like this, I mean, we're not drafting Damian Pierce to be that stud, right? We didn't invest in him like we might have in, in Antonio Gibson or Miles Sanders, where we have these high expectations. You drafted him in the second round of your rookie draft, or you drafted him in the, uh, in the 10th round of your startup. And if he gives you committee type numbers, that's, that's kind of okay. Better than flex. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's in his future, especially as the team gets better. And I don't think their offense is going to be horrible this year. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up the running back discussion with some committee attacks. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Matt, we have talked about some crowded backfields. We tried to peg who's going to start in Seattle and Kansas City. Let's finish up here with some committee attacks. Again, we expect to see uh, all of these players on the field but how do you really see it breaking down? We'll bring in their their ADP as well to 
to really decide which one do we want. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills. Devin Singletary, the incumbent, uh, presumed to be the starter. James Cook, kind of viewed as that change of pace guy. But Matt, guess what? It's James Cook who has the higher ADP right now. He's the RB29. Devin Singletary, the RB33. Which one do you want on your dynasty team? Much rather have Cook. I I actually think at that cost, I'm buying... Again, I don't think he's Naheem Hines or, you know, James White either. I, I think he'll get carries in a good offense. And we kind of know what Singletary is, right? It's not for me. I've never been a believer. Yeah. 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 Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott versus Tony Pollard. It's, it's kind of a uh, – it feels weird to put this one in here, uh, but we know both of these players are going to see the field. Uh, there certainly has been a push from – from the fantasy um, community to see Tony Pollard playing a bigger role and maybe even playing, uh, maybe even overtaking Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke is still the RB 20, a top 50 player overall. Tony Pollard, not too far behind RB 31, 95 overall. What do you see happening with this Dallas backfield this year? I think the Zeke hate has gotten a little extreme, but... Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, especially because Jerry Jones is in his corner and they're giving him a ton of money and it should be a good offense. But I think Pollard... I could write a pretty believable story where Pollard scores more fantasy points than him this year, especially if Zeke misses three or four games, you know? Yeah, Dallas is down pass catchers. There has been some talk about Pollard uh, being used in, in the slot or, or even out wide. That's so, what we want. Yeah, I could see it. So are you drafting Zeke at 50 overall or Pollard at 95? Pollard. I'm drafting Pollard too. I think they're both. I think Zeke makes a better trade target than draft target, right? Yeah, now. that's a good way of looking at it. Right. I, I mean, that's not how I draft my teams is taking the back that's has that kind of beating going back to Ohio State. Like that guy's yeah. never going to be on my startup. Denver Broncos, Javante Williams. We thought he might have this backfield to himself, but not yet. He is the RB5 and ninth overall player being drafted right now, a top 10 player. Melvin Gordon is back, though. He's the RB44, 138. This is certainly not a discussion of which one do you want in Dynasty. Again, right, that's right. easy. We know we know that answer. Uh, but is Javante Williams being overvalued as a first-rounder in Dynasty startups right now? Maybe a little, but I know this isn't a redraft show. You can get him in like the third round of 12-team redraft leagues. Like, I'm attacking that. He's going to be in a lot of my leagues this year because I think a lot of those audiences look at it like, oh, they're going to split carries again. Even if he does, he could live up to a third-round redraft pick. But fifth back overall, I mean, you really need Gordon out of the equation for him to hit that that price point. Yeah, so his his dynasty ADP steadily went up um really since the the fantasy season ended in in you know, I guess you could say January. Um and I think a lot of that had to do with the assumption that Melvin Gordon would be gone and then even once Gordon resigned, we didn't see the ADP of Javante affected too much. It, it's kind of a surprise honestly. Let's move over to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Again, this is this is not necessarily who do you want. You want both of these guys. Yes. RB seventeen is Aaron Jones. RB twenty three is AJ Dillon. Feels like their value gets closer uh, 
by the by the week or by the month. Um, you want you want both of these guys on your team? How do you see that backfield breaking down this year? Yeah, uh, we had uh, Peter Bukowski on, the host of Locked On Packers, last week. He firmly believes that these two are going to play a lot of snaps on the field together. You know that, and that there's a real good chance—not a real good chance, but a legit chance—that Aaron Jones has the most catches of any Packer this year. If any of those oh, things wow. are close to being true, I want both these guys to cost in a big way. New England. Uh, this is this is kind of the poster child for crowded backfields, committee backfields. We never know what to do. Damian Harris is too. the RB. What's that? They drafted two of them too. Yeah, Damian <laughs> Harris, RB thirty. Ramondre Stevenson, RB thirty two. They did uh, bring in a couple of guys as well, uh, a couple of rookies as well. I, I just kind of like Ramondre Stevenson this year. I, I kind of feel it with him. What do you I, think? I do too, because I think he's a lot better than Harris. I think he's got really good feet. I think he's a decent receiver. I see a second-year breakout. I wish he was on almost any team but this one. You know, like, boy, I wish he was a chief. Or, you know what I mean? Uh, I just hope that they will give him 70 75% of the running back touches, which is probably unlikely. But he's definitely the one that I'm stashing or going after. I like the player. I'm with you. And uh, a little bit cheaper than Harris makes it even better. New York Jets, Brees Hall, Michael Carter. Again, like some of our others, this is not a question of who do you want from a dynasty standpoint. Brees Hall is now a first-round dynasty startup pick. According to our ADP, he's the RB6, an 11th overall player. But we did see Michael Carter have a good rookie season himself last year. Uh, So not who do you want, not even who do you want at cost, but just how do you see this timeshare going this season? I think it'll be a Madison to Cook handcuff. And I think Carter's a really good player. Like, boy, I wish he was backing up Najee Harris for my Steelers. You know, I mean, I think he's a legit dude that, you know, some of the Austin Eckler comparisons were way overblown. But he breaks tackles. He's a legit guy. I just think Hall was drafted and traded up for to be LaBelle, you know, to do it all. Right. And when you you reference Cook and Madison – we we like Alexander Madison. Uh, we really like Alexander Madison if Dalvin Cook is out of the lineup. Absolutely. But if he's not, not very you can't use him. Alexander Madison. Yeah. No, he, he's, he's not even a flex, he's, right. He's barely going to see the field. It's not a Tony Pollard situation where you can flex him uh, in, in your fantasy lineup. You can't use Alexander Madison unless Dalvin Cook is out. And you say this Jets will be the same way with Michael Carter, Brees Hall. Last one, we saved this for the last one yesterday as well when we talked about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, it's still still a little confusing when you talk about the 49ers' backfield as well. Of course, Elijah Mitchell has such a successful rookie season. He is the RB25 right now in our Dynasty ADP. They draft Tyrion Davis-Price out of LSU. Spent uh, a surprisingly high pick on him on day two. He's the RB 53, but he certainly looks in line to be the, the number two guy in San Francisco. And we know that has a lot of value. The style of play for Mitchell, much like Mostert, I don't trust him to stay healthy, but I think this is a clear delineation where it's Mitchell's backfield. As long as he can hold up, 
I'd be interested to see who the short yardage back is. It's probably Trey Lance, much like in Buffalo. Um, but I like Davis Price a lot. I mean, I've gotten him in a lot of my rookie drafts, and I'm happy about it. I think his day will come. I do as well, and uh, and yeah, he's a value. I, I think yeah. I mentioned it, RB53, 154 overall. I would rather take Davis Price at that value rather than spending yeah. a top 75 pick on Elijah Mitchell. Just because Trey, Her- Trey Sermon stunk doesn't mean that Davis Price is going to stink. That that is true. That's true. That will do it for our running back camp battles. Again, we'll talk uh, wide receivers and tight ends to finish up the week. And we are ready for training camp to really kick into high gear next week. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.